This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Stores. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1150, September 13th, 2023. 95 degrees on this day in 1939. 33 degrees on this day in 1890, and when we uh, we resume here shortly, John Height will take us back to 1939 because today was the first day of three records in a row set for warm temperatures in 1939. And let's check with the old newspapers to see if we were in a panic. Hail the flashlight, King. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. We just went through an experience here in the Twin Cities where we were all told to be in high alert and alarmed because it was very warm. Uh, this is the first day of three days in a row in 1939 where the records were established all in the high 90s. And John, what have you found? Uh, on the newspapers for the uh, 1939 date, September 13th, which is today, right. uh, there's nothing except uh, in the little weather column on page, I believe it was page 18, that just says, unseasonably high temps will hit today. That's all it says. Uh, there's nothing on the front page. But then again, uh, this was all sort of the time when the Nazis were going absolutely crazy. and right. everything. So, so that, that might have taken up the old front, front did, page. Did Hitler capture something on this day in 1939? Uh, not on this day. He had two big battles raging, including uh, Warsaw. He had just attacked oh, Warsaw at boy. this point. Yeah. So he was uh, he was trying to take over Poland at that point. Uh, then on the 14th, uh, we've, we would have had one day already, correct, of hot weather. Yes. Uh, there is a small column on the front page. It says, cool wave delayed as heat kills one. Uh, apparently, a fellow died in his house in, in Minneapolis. All right. Uh, because of the heat uh, treated but uh, died. But it's uh, one, two, three, four, seven paragraphs. It looks like uh, nothing alarmist, shall we say, right. for lack of a better way to put it, just that, hey, it's warm out, uh, just so you know. And then on the 15th, which you said was the third day yes. of, of everything, yes. uh, the only thing in there, it says rain clouds are bringing cooler weather to the state. That is on the front page also. Uh, right uh, in front of a, a picture of a, a cute little baby who's trying to take its mind off the heat, according to right. the caption on the pictures. Right. Well, so the papers would have thrown right. anything in there. Uh, there was yeah. no rhyme or reason to the way they were organized. Sorry, what well, year, John? Yeah. 1939. So we do have a, a large headline now. I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. So that baby's probably no longer with us. That Jeez, baby would be 84 Chris. years old. Oh, well, there's, there's yeah. a chance. The headline for that day is Hitler conquers half of Poland. So by then he had taken. Uh, How'd you do that him. math so quick? I'm pretty good at it. I just let on that I'm not. <laughs> Hold on. Check his math. 
Chris, Nick, no, I think he's right. 30, 84. 84, carry the... He's right. Yeah, he's right. He I have is. a note from Hillavy. We haven't heard Jeez. from Hillavy for quite some time. She lives out in the Rockies. Hillavy Peterson. Hmm. And she writes, Joe, I want to let listeners know of a dream teaching job. Boy, uh, somebody's going to bite on this. This is fantastic. I want to let listeners know of a dream teaching job in the mountains of Colorado, an hour up Ute Pass from Colorado Springs, away from the country's tallest buildings. If you are fed up with the agenda of the failed academy, this is the place for you. Guffey Community Charter School, elevation 8,891 feet, is looking for grades 5, 8, 5 through 8 teacher for our little mountain school. It's a Monday, Thursday work week, small class of 8 to 12 students for grades 8 through 5 combined. It's just like Little House on the Prairie, only in the mountains. We are looking for a teacher who is passionate about traditional education and willing to teach face-to-face from books, classic literature, real history, and traditional math as opposed to shoving a tablet in front of a student. They are offering a genuinely competitive salary and benefits in the administration team, one of whom is a 100% garage logician, is fantastic. And yes, the day starts with the Pledge of Allegiance. Joe, I taught here for five years, and this is a dream opportunity in an old-fashioned schoolhouse in the mountains. I only left because I started an Airbnb, Narnia, on Pikes Peak, which would allow me time to write. Plus, I am semi-retired. If you have questions about the school and the position, contact G.L. Kelly, and then there's a phone number. And if any would-be teachers are interested, I'll hold on to this, and you can email me for the phone number. Signed, your former Roseville GL or living the dream at 9,400 feet in the mountains of Colorado, wow. Hillavy. Ute Pass, U-T-E, That's north, right. like she said, north of Pikes Peak and also north of Up on Cripple Creek, she <laughs> sends me if I take a leak, she's something. Sprang a leak. Okay. Sprang a leak. I don't think you could get away with a song title like that today. Cripple Creek? Probably Cripple not, Creek? right? Cripple Creek? I wonder, no. if, I wonder if Cripple Creek has been renamed. Well, we have to identify Cripple Creek with today's ideology, don't we, Joe, along with everything else? I would imagine. I'll hang on to this. That that Doesn't that sound delightful if you're a young teacher and you want to teach the tradition? You, sure. you don't want to fall for the BS in the failed academy? Absolutely. I'd take that gig. Yeah. Okay, class, today we're going to watch another movie. <laughs> this one's called The Godfather. <laughs> I'll be back in three hours. And then you'll 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 remember that we have a correspondent who lives across the street from a Mysterian. Uh, it, we first learned about this fellow when the uh, Mysterians expected him to snow blow their driveway after she came out with table salt and tried to get That's the right. car up yep. the driveway. And that wasn't going to work. He's back with another episode. Uh, here's as promised. Here is a story of my Mysterian neighbor and something stupid they tried to accomplish. This one makes me laugh every morning. But in the spring, they had a tree partially cut down. The key word is partially. So they had a beautiful and tall tree in their front yard, but it has been partially dead for a few years now. It was about three to three and a half feet wide with a small crotch about eight feet off the ground where it split off into a small eight by ten, eight to ten inch branch with the other side being the majority of the tree. 
Hopefully you can picture this in your mind, but it was the larger side that they decided to cut down, but left the small eight to ten inch side. So they have a three and a three they have a three to three and a half foot tall tree that comes out of the ground and then stops about eight feet off the ground. How could it be Huh? Yeah. I think he meant three feet around. Okay. With only the small 8 to 10 inch branch continuing, when they had cut it down, I thought it was nice that they were removing a tree that hasn't had any leaves on it for years, but they kept that little side of the tree. I finally asked them why they didn't just cut it all down, and they said they wanted to try to save the tree. (laughs) I asked if they knew what the life cycle of a tree is, and they looked at me like I had been smoking the weed. I asked if they knew that if they cut it all down, they could sell some of the wood because of how old it was and plant a new tree. They completely acted like what I was asking didn't make sense. I'll send you more as I get time to write them, but hopefully it helps put some pieces of their non-existence logic should be... uh, It helps put some more pieces of their non-existent logic where it should be located. Keep up the good work, Joe. A magnificent tree was murdered. <laughs> the mighty dollar cut it down. Oof. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody so it's like a diameter. That's what it means when it goes around. I was confused by the email. <laughs> you hit it well, though. Yeah. Powered through. The DFL leader who was violently carjacked last week is none other than a vice chair, the DFL's uh, second vice chair, Shavanthi Santanandan. She was uh, carjacked by armed youth in front of her children. She, of course, we're following this because it's an important story to see where she takes us or where she goes. She was a leading advocate for dismantling the police. Uh, Well, now we learn that she is getting heightened police presence in her neighborhood. Really? She is benefiting from extra patrols. Is she objecting to that? I don't think so. Okay. Sources told Alpha News that Minneapolis police were instructed to do extra patrols in her neighborhood, saying the request came from downtown. (laughs) Well, whatever that means. That could mean it came from the police or the mayor's office. Who knows? Right, yeah. The Minneapolis Police Department confirmed that it has added extra patrols to DFL Second Vice Chair Shavanti Santanandan's North Minneapolis neighborhood. As a normal course of operation, MPD continually evaluates crime levels and utilizes resources accordingly. Extra patrols in her neighborhood are one of several areas throughout the city that will receive extra patrols, said Sergeant Garrett Parton, MPD's public information officer. Sathanandan was allegedly carjacked, I don't think it's allegedly, in front of her children in the driveway of her home September 5. A photo she posted online shows blood streaming down her face from a laceration to the side of her head. She said she also suffered a broken leg along with other cuts and bruises. Four very young men, all carrying guns, beat me violently down to the ground in front of our kids, she wrote, and I have rage. These men knew what they were doing. I have no doubt that they have done this before. We're all in agreement with you, Shivanti. Yet they are still on our streets, killing mothers. Okay. 
Seth Anandan then thanked the incredible Minneapolis 4th Precinct officers and <laughs> called for tougher penalties for criminals. Wow. <laughs> okay, she saw the light. Look at my face. Remember me when you are thinking about supporting levi- letting juveniles and young people out of custody to roam our streets instead of, all capital letters, holding them accountable for their actions, she wrote. Her story was picked up by national media outlets after it was revealed that Seth Anandan expressed support for dismantling the Minneapolis Police Department in a 2020 Facebook post during the spring of George Floyd. We are going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Say it with me, she wrote, thanking two Minneapolis City Council members for their radical leadership. Uh, in another 2020 post, Seth Anandan thanked the Minneapolis Board of Education for removing school resource officers from the, from the district, saying MPD should have no place in our children's schools. That's the end of the story. I have a couple of observations about this story. One, uh, I wonder where she currently stands on SROs in schools. Uh, she has not responded to us, has she? She has not. I'll try her again, please. Okay. And the second uh, observation I had is, uh, if she is getting extra patrols, does that suggest the presumption that she was specifically targeted? And and if so, why? No, that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And uh, because I don't think the coppers have enough man and women power nor the time to give extra patrols to everybody who's been carjacked. Right. I have, right. in all the stories I've read, I have not seen or even heard anything about her being specifically targeted. I don't this was This was a random act as far as I know. Uh, it, it has all the earmarks of a random act, and yet yeah. she's receiving extra patrols become because the, the uh, command to do so came from downtown. Well, and again, we do, does that mean the chief of police or does that mean the mayor? Is she connected? She's obviously connected to the DFL machinery. She's a vice chair of the party. And uh, it's really an opportunity for these hypocrites to undo their hypocrisy. And I'm waiting for you, uh, Shivanti, to either call us or tell us or tell the public uh, in whichever, whichever forum you choose, tell the public what you're thinking now, what you want to do, and what you intend to say to your party. Your party is a mess. They're contributing to the demolition of this once nifty state. Uh, I want to know what you're up to. I want to know where she lives. Well, it just says North Minneapolis. I know, but... They could use extra patrols All the everywhere, time. Right. everywhere in right. North Minneapolis. Like just say Lindale from, oh, I don't know, Plymouth Avenue all the way up in past Dowling into Camden. That's right. So Everybody. you are you have become an interesting focal point of the news, Mrs. Santanandan. I'm terribly interested uh, not only in your plight. And what happened to you, uh, but uh, because unlike my staff, I, I don't believe that you deserve to suffer such a fate. But well, I, I don't sure f- as hell expect you now to become a voice for reason. 
you you apparently have the position as a vice chair of the party. Your party is a mess full of adult children who have corrupted ideologies. And I, I'm rooting for you to... Uh, to, to be in the forefront of revising that. I think it's too late for that. And we didn't say she deserved it, at least for my part. I said, I have no empathy. I don't think that's, that's the same as saying right. I, I thought she deserved it. I have an interesting sidebar to this from today's front page of the Star Tribune. Um, the quote that she had in the piece you just read, we are going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Say it with me, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. uh, headline, police reform will cost millions the big picture, it will cost $16 million next year and $11 million the year after, and millions more annually for years to come for police reform. And that reform is not necessarily reflected in the hiring of the coppers they need to <laughs> fill out the force. No, you're absolutely what right. What that means yeah, is yeah. we're going to be spending millions of dollars on more people like Cedric the Entertainer to come in here and scam us for a year, yep. get his money and split. Now they named a judge to fill that spot. I read a good letter to the editor today in the Star Tribune. Why don't you spend the... You don't need that guy. You've got 15 positions. All you're doing is putting too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh, uh, Charge of three hundred and fifty grand or whatever. It right, is. you don't need to spend the money on this guy. Let him continue to be a judge. You don't need an overall director of community safety. You've already got too many cooks, and that all that does is allow you people to keep passing the buck back and forth, and it never stops anywhere. You don't need that guy. You got a police chief, and you got a mayor, and as for your police reforms. How about spending the money to hire some police because you've got a uh, you've got a wild west mentality taking place in Minneapolis in terms of car theft and carjackings? I know they say violent crime is down. Why am I hearing that car thefts are up? I'll get to that in a moment. Oh, hold on before you move away from this. This DFL leader, do you guys recall? Was did Mary Moriarty have the DFL endorsement? I believe so. I would have. I can only suspect that she did. Yeah. So one of us has to check. I well, I, I, yeah. John Height's going to check. All right. Because, uh, I, I mean, that's just ridiculous that she's just now saying that these kids need to be prosecuted and held accountable. Yet they, in theory, if this is true, endorsed Mary. Well, yeah, you, she was endorsed in yeah, May okay. of 2022 by the DFL at its convention after two rounds of voting. Well, a convention, again, a convention at which Shivanti Santanandan would have been a, a a fairly important presence as a vice chair of the party. You now have, if you take Savanthi Shivanti Santanandan's. She's of Indian and Indonesian descent, Sri Lankan descent. If you take her words for, for what they are, and I, I am going to, that places her directly at odds with a woman she presumably endorsed. And if she wants the problem solved and wants to know how we got to this point, she needs to do no further than take a selfie because it's, it's all you. But we've been saying for years... They're eating their own. Yeah, well, we know exactly that. exactly the case. Right but here. do they know that? 
Do they? They might, but what, what will they then turn to, Kenny? They're all going to point the finger at somebody else for it being their fault, right? I, wouldn't it be fun to be sitting at the kitchen breakfast table of the random DFLer in Minneapolis that voted for Mary, or Hennepin County, excuse me, that voted for Mary, and read this story? And well, I'd love to hear what they have to say about we, this. Well, how long ago was it where Walls had to step in and say, uh, Keith, you need to take this case over from Mary because mm-hmm. this is this is above her pay grade. Six months or right. so. Oh. You don't have to sit at, a, at the kitchen table of anybody except Shivanti. Shivanti, you voted for Mary Moriality. But my point is the people that voted for all of this, all the DFLs, right. the failed leadership, I really... Do they finally realize the error of their ways? I, I, God, I hope so. I, but I have no confidence that they do. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, uh, you have, uh, what's the uptown ward? Is that Ward 10 where Sami is running against Jugati? Uh, That's Ward 10. Verify that. And uh, you know, there's no, no victory will come out of that ward. You're, you're going to be stuck with somebody. Uh, I had to go to a kid I used to have house this morning because she had car problems, hmm. and uh, she was unable to address them uh, for a variety of reasons. So hmm. I stepped in, and I recalled, I wish I would have known about Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities back last January. I did not know of them. On a Sunday in the dead of winter, her garage door failed and also required my intervention. Uh Unfortunately, married to a pilot. Maybe that's a good thing. Okay. Because they get to go everywhere. But he's, you know, he's out. He's, he's useless he, he on can, certain he, days. He can be gone on certain right, days. Right. And so somebody's got to step in, which is fine. And I remember I got an outrageous bill. It was a Sunday. The garage door was in terrible disrepair. It got stuck halfway down. Ooh. And it needed, uh, God knows what they did. But whatever it, it they did... Would have I think I would have paid less with Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities, no question. and probably gotten a better uh, turnout, a better result. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities, my new garage door guy, and when you choose them, you get the whole family, not just the guy. They serve the metro and Western Wisconsin. They're available on weekends. They don't charge more for weekends. All right, there's where I got taken by the outfit I called. And uh, that would not have been the case with Precision Garage Door, but I did not know about them, and I do now. And I recommend that you make them your garage door guy. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. They do everything, including the installation of a new door. If you're trying to get a new door, you want to up your curb appeal, they'll take care of it for you. They take care of everything. Find out uh, where you can, or find out your help immediately at PrecisionDoorMN.com. Hey, GLers, this is Pete Arnold from Hire a Pro. You know, the company that helps you be your own contractor so you can make the roofing company profits instead of the roofing company? I've got Chrissy here. So, Chrissy, why are you in my commercial? You helped me replace my roof. How did that go? It went great. You educated us on how everything worked, showed us behind the curtain, so to speak. And after our $25,000 roof was replaced, we walked away with almost $6,000 for the work we put in. And what work was that? Uh, well, we got the permit and we picked the color. Hire Pro handled everything else. You did a great job, and I'm not even being paid to say that. 
If anyone's listening and has a storm damage claim, call them. Don't hire a roofer. Hire a pro. That's awesome. I I appreciate the kind words, and I, I think you just made up our new motto. All right, Joe, you're up. So if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400 or visit them online at hireadotpro. That's hire, uh, and then put the dot there, pro. Can you oh, hold, please? Go. There it is. Can you hold, please? Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Suchere. This is perfect music for the words I'm about to lay down. Thank you, Kenny. Lock and safe. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, it's the GLers headquarters for all things lock and safe related. Rich, the owner, the proprietor, he wants to thank the GLers for their longtime loyalty and hopes to continue serving us for years to come. He's he's one of us, folks. He's a longtime GLer. He's been in the business in Maple Grove for over 30 years with full residential, commercial, and automobile lock and security services. Uh, services. And you know what? He's a last dropper. In this case, uh, being a last dropper means repairing what you have before spending hard-earned dough replacing it with something new. So if if you have a notion, if you've got something, feel free to bring Rich your broken lock, key, safe, whatever you have for a free estimate. Then, if repair isn't the answer, of course, Rich will ease you into something new. It's all about customer satisfaction and matching the right product to the needs of the specific GLR. He's a good guy. It's a great shop, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, right there in Maple Grove, and 24-7 on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Shivante, Shivante, Seth Anandian, was also a vocal opponent of coppers in schools. That's not me. This is Jim. Hello? At the tone? That's not the gas station. Hello? <laughs> I'm not answering that. No. Good. I'm glad to hear God. that. Take a stand. You know? She Let's was start it. over. She was an opponent of school resource officers, and I'm reading now from a piece Dave Zimmer wrote for the Center of the American Experiment. The traditional legislative process was ignored when it came to the SRO use of force language. Well, that language uh, came up in this most recent legislative session. The DFL leadership inserted language into their education bill that impacts law enforcement officers contracted as school resource officers in their ability to use any level of force absent a clear threat to bodily harm or death. The issue has resulted in over 40 law enforcement agencies across the state pulling their SROs just as the school year begins as the ambiguous law prevents SROs from using necessary force it opens them to unnecessary criminal and civil liability. Traditional legislative process was ignored when it came to the SRO use of force language. DFL leadership arrogantly failed to bring the issue before the public safety and judiciary committees, which would have allowed law enforcement stakeholders an opportunity to add context and concerns to the debate. Lacking any input from law enforcement, the language quietly passed into law. 
In mid-August, as SROs were preparing to return to schools, the language was discovered. The Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association met with Attorney General Ellison seeking clarification of this language. The Attorney General issued a, a legal opinion that made clear that reasonable force was authorized only when bodily harm and death were at issue, but that questions about other use of force situations would be best asked of the legislature. Well, as the school year opened, it was clear that Governor Walls was supportive of finding a solution to the issue the legislature created. On September 5, the governor made it clear he was open to calling a special session of the legislature to amend the language and provide clarity to the situation. Uh, but on September 7, that was just last week, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. A group of 34 representatives and 10 senators, all representing urban areas in the state and arguably representing the ultra-progressive wing of our legislature poured cold water on Walls' suggestion of a special session, signing a letter in opposition to any change in the law or a special session to discuss it. The progressive wing opposition is not only in conflict with the governor, but key DFL leadership too, such as Senator Steve Kwadzinski, the chair of the Senate Education Policy Committee. Uh, who said, everyone who has talked to me, they have my word. We're going to have a hearing on this and we'll invite all the stakeholders, the chiefs of police, the SROs, the school administrators, counselors, everybody, because we want to hear and we want to get it right. Well, right now, Tim and Peggy, yeah, I told you, watch out for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They're in Japan. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can't have a special session if the governor's not out here. Uh, the progressive wing has spoken. The governor and other DFL leaders appear to have caved to the demands of these mysterians. That's my word, not the author's. After business on Friday, September 8, Walls quietly announced to the Minnesota Public Radio, because he'd go on with them. Right, all the time. Right. That he was no longer interested in calling a special session. Then he and Peggy, you know, hey. Hey, they right. took Hey, off. we gave them their two hundred and sixty dollars. They went right? to uh, they went to Japan. Japan to have some yeah. sushi, have some sake, have some sake. Yeah. <laughs> this lack of leadership on the part of the governor and the DFL legislative leaders to bring the progressive wing in line has ensured that we will enter the second full week of school in Minnesota with complete uncertainty about the role and use of SROs in schools across the state. The situation could be easily resolved, yet the entire state remains held hostage, Shivanti. I'm bringing you into this, hoping you can do something. The entire state remains held hostage by a few dozen Mysterian urban legislators and feckless, I love that word, (laughs) feckless DFL leadership, unable to bring them in line with the leadership's wishes. Minnesotans and Minnesota students deserve better. Zimmer is a public safety policy fellow at the center of the American experiment. Well, and he's absolutely right. You are held hostage by urban DFLers who are not DFLers. They're uh, Marxist, socialist, communist. They, uh, they do not believe uh, crime deserves punishment. They hate the police. 
they they uh, plant this silly idea that the police just want to be able to choke students, which is obviously ridiculous. And uh, I don't blame the coppers one bit uh, for not trusting the law. Uh, Have you seen Ellison's uh, Ellison's statement on this? Yes. Um, well, let me just reiterate it here. Ellison said the amendments don't limit the types of force used if they are utilized to prevent bodily harm or death. However, if a physical hold is used, it must be considered reasonable. My question is reasonable. Who's going to consider it reasonable, a jury or a judge? Well, this is where I don't blame the coppers for not trusting the attorney general or the governor or any of these mysterious socialists. Let's face it, Joe. Sometimes a student just flat out needs to be tackled. That's right. Yeah. Have you seen also the list of schools that do not have SROs? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. Wasn't there a dust-up at Mankato East High School? There was. In the first week of school, there and was. it was a bloody brawl in the hall, and no one could do anything the, about to it. To the point where the parent came out and said, my child could have died. Right. That's how bad of a violent attack it was. But you people have voted. You voted poorly, and that's on you. And you are now represented by maniacs. There's no other way to put it. You're represented by maniacs who don't want civility. Uh, They view peace as merely an affectation of an old society they wish to be rid of. I don't know why they would replace it with chaos, but they would. And uh, I guess if they replace it with chaos, that just makes it that much quicker that you can create a society in which everyone's miserable, but at least you'd be miserable equally. (laughs) So that's where we are. And during all of this, Contratemps. Contratemps. Yeah, that's a bleep you yeah, word, isn't it? you beat me to the punch there. <laughs> During all of this contratemps, you had a DFL vice chair brutally carjacked and beaten and whose bloody face has now been seen and who's calling for serious consequences for the young gunman who, who uh, beat her up and broke her leg and... Uh, that's where we are. A young woman who uh, also, uh, in a, as opposed to the police as she was, was also on board with eliminating them from schools. It's a shame in this day and age that we have to have an argument about police in schools. That's unheard of in my day. Absolutely yeah. unheard of. And uh, But we're there, and they're needed, unfortunately. And uh, we have a group of Mysterians who are going to thwart that effort. But the, all, the other part that should anger a lot of people is it's, you know, Republicans calling for it. No, there are also just parents out there that are saying, let's get some common sense. Well, I read a letter here. from a, uh, an ass, uh, who, uh, a letter to the editor, who, who said Republicans are merely making politics of this, wishing to get the guy. That has, this has nothing to do with politics. You want your kid to get beat up in school or don't you? And there are a number of parents that feel that way. Get these. Did that guy have a parent, have a kid in school? I, I have no idea. Uh, I, would, I would bet not. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a shame. Uh, it's a shame and nothing's being done on it. Nothing could be done right now. 
because the governor is in Japan pretending to do something. I, I can't imagine what he could possibly accomplish. Uh, and he's with Peggy, so they, they, they're okay. Yeah. They're, with, they're with Peggy. <laughs> Have you seen anything from the left touting the fact that these violent encounters, of these carjackings, the numbers are going down? Have you seen them using that to further their point that we need less police? I have not. Okay, because we have two numbers related to auto-related crimes. We have the carjackings, which in fact are going down from last year's numbers. But then we also have just plain auto thefts, and that number continues to skyrocket. Hmm. To the point where it's only September, and I believe the city will establish an all-time record for car thefts. As of the 12th, the figure stood That's at 5,970. 5, it's amazing. But that's, you know, that shouldn't be a problem. That is the car's fault. Right. That's why we're suing Kia. Right. You can blame that's the car. Not, that's, not, that's not disruptive youth. That's the automobile manufacturers who purposely design cars to be stolen. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm all about winning, Joe. Yeah. And uh, last year's record was 6,138. Let's go. Let's go, <laughs> Let's go man. Go. Let's go. Let's Send it, Let's baby. get 7,000. Let's get 7,000. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez whiz. It's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if there's ever a good way for me to uh, slip into this, but uh, death is part of life. And it's a frightful time that doesn't have to be nearly as frightful as you anticipate with Mueller. Okay. Scott Mueller's a friend of mine. I've known the family all my life. They've been serving families at this time of life for more than 75 years. That's three generations. They uh, take care of difficult details, so all you do is you spend time with your family, let them handle everything. Copy. And then what you end up, you know what you end up with? You, sure, you end up with grief, but Peace you also end up with a celebration of a life well-lived. And that could be accomplished in a variety of innovative ways that Mueller Memorial has been on top of uh, in this field across the country for years. Uh, Scott has written a book, What to Know Before You Go. You can see if a copy is still available at MuellerMemorial.com. But this does not, have to be, it does not have to be overwhelming. Once you learn what's involved here, you're left with a celebration. You're left with a celebration of a life well-lived. And I, I have no doubt whatsoever in telling you that this is what Mueller specializes in. Mm. He, he knows his... Even though he takes my pulse when he shakes my hand, uh, you got to have a little humor in the, his business, right? Although it makes me nervous when he does that. Uh, he detects <laughs> your pulse every time. Every time. Every and, time. And, and then I was at him. He was at the ball game we went to uh, with the town council yes. in yep. July, and a foul ball almost <laughs> killed me. And he said, damn it. I was only about think, six inches away. If I, I, it was my peripheral vision, but I think he might have been kind of nudging you over Get me into, the line, the ball, into the line, into yeah. the line of the direct line. He's a good guy, and he's a GLer, and uh, you need to contact MuellerMemorial.com.
This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. You know, if you are a member of oh, the town what? council, you were entertained for about the last, I don't know, five to seven minutes, and that's why you should be a member of the town council. If you're not a member of the town council and you're just listening to the podcast, well, 30 seconds earlier, Joe did a, a Mueller mortuary spot. Now, that's the end, and that's going to happen to all of us, and that's unfortunate. How you get there is the key, and Minnesota Masonic Charities will help the elderly get there in a wonderful, cozy, loving way. Something you may not know that Minnesota Masonic Charities operates a lovely senior care campus in South Bloomington. Families choose the Minnesota Masonic home for their loved ones because of the exceptional care, living options, rave over the beautiful 88-acre campus, and they love the other amenities. Picture that. Town Square, on-site beauticians, manicure, massage and therapy service, and any number of engaging activities. Minnesota Masonic Home offers the full continuum of care from independent living to memory care. They love this. And the people that are there, they love living there. Their assisted living apartments provide those with changing health care needs, both privacy, also peace of mind, while residents who require ongoing medical attention and skilled nursing care are welcome to enjoy the personalized attention and services of the home. Perhaps you're healing from orthopedic or cardiac events, require rehab for stroke or surgery, their transitional care unit, one of Minnesota's best baby, rated as the number one senior care facility in the entire state of Minnesota by Newsweek magazine. Please consider Masonic Home for your senior care needs. Online at mnmasoniccharities.org. Here's John Height in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. As you talked about earlier, several local law enforcement organizations and leaders continuing their push for changes to the updated law uh, regarding school resource officers. Officials from the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association, Chiefs of Police Association, Sheriff's Association, and local departments calling for a special session again this morning to change the SRO law. This comes two weeks after Minnesota Republicans and some local law enforcement officials initially called for a special session to repeal the change made to the law this spring. An update prohibits SROs and school staff from, quote, using prone restraint and comprehensive restraint on the head, neck, and across most of the torso. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Allison has said the law still allows for what he called reasonable force to prevent injuries or death. This latest press conference from law enforcement officials also comes after a fight inside Mankato East High School this past Friday that reignited the debate over the SRO law and prompted the victim's mother to call for the return of the district's SRO program. A total of 31 agencies are known to have ended their SRO programs until the law is updated. Many others continuing the programs, however, appears each day another school is added to getting out of the program. A Granite Falls man has been arrested and charged after he allegedly held his girlfriend captive in her dorm room at St. Catherine University and raped and assaulted her throughout the weekend. According to a criminal complaint, 19-year-old Keanu Avery Labatt had come to the university on Thursday to visit his girlfriend of two months. The night he arrived, he saw text, pictures, and social media info that, quote, infuriated him, according to the police report, setting off a harrowing weekend of physical and sexual abuse. The victim told investigators Labatt first took her phone away and then forced himself on her after she'd told him she did not want to have sex. Labatt became increasingly violent, strangling the victim until she was lightheaded and threatening to kill her and her family. 
The complaint describes the victim feeling terrified to the point that she would just lay next to Labatt and not move. On Saturday, uh, she was able to escape, make that Sunday, I'm sorry, when she convinced Labatt to let her get food. Uh, he said he would keep track of her on her phone, that she should text him. Instead, she went to campus security and reported the assaults. When police got to the room, they found a folding knife in the backpack, a damp washcloth in the bathroom. Uh, Labatt would not talk to the police. At that point, he faces three counts of first-degree criminal sexual conduct, one count each of domestic assault by strangulation and threats of violence. Yes, sir. Uh, I have some observations. Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day, if a guy wanted to see a gal at St. Kate's. No go. You might as well have been trying to get through a checkpoint at a CIA facility. <laughs> yes. You were stopped. You you they had, had Pinkerton's. to sign in. You had to, it, it, then you had to go over there and wait on a, in a waiting room. You'd go past the nuns that were sitting on the hill yep. there. And then, the and then if the, if the gal was uh, wanted to see you, she'd come down and then you you were you were together. So that that surprises me. Those days obviously are long gone at St. Kate's. I don't know how this guy got up there. And the second observation I had is, how could this have gone undetected? Aren't people wondering where she was, or doesn't anybody come by and knock on the door well, and say, "Hey, they want to play volleyball"? Those or what? dorm door uh, walls are not that thick. What's the what the uh, yeah? Yeah, good question. Well, it was only over a span of what thirty six hours. Yeah. Right. Well, what I'm telling you is times are changing. The times have changed. Okay. Plus, the third so, thing you could note is that she's incredibly lucky he was that stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And that was in Granite Falls, right? What was it St. Kate's? Right no, here. it was at St. Kate's. What, what right was here. The granite, what was the Granite? He, what the hell did I hear? Granite Falls, you moron. Jeez, I did all this research on Granite Falls and yellow medicine. <laughs> Good Lord. The boyfriend is... <laughs> and I'm thinking, why the hell is he bringing up St. Kate's? Jesus, what's wrong with him? <laughs> no, didn't we have a conversation earlier about how we only hear what we want to hear? Yeah, think, what a uh, hillbilly. Oh, my God, I, I was news. trying so hard, and Listen, I was just so wrong. Just pay attention. <clears throat> All right, sorry. Hey, I'll stop trying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just better to give up. Yeah, it is. A bipartisan group of Minnesota voters has filed a petition with the Supreme Court here trying to block former President Trump from appearing on state ballots. The group, which includes former state representative and DFL Secretary of State Joan Groh, as well as retired Minnesota Supreme Court Justice Paul Anderson, filed the petition on Tuesday saying the 14th Amendment's insurrectionist disqualification clause bars Trump from holding office. That clause says anyone who, quote, engaged in a resurrection or rebellion shall not be able to hold any public office. Uh, one of the questions that would likely be debated in court is whether the clause can be applied if a candidate has not been convicted of an insurrection in a criminal case. The plaintiffs include former governor, uh, uh, former Secretary of State Grow, former uh, Supreme Court Justice Anderson, and former Steel County GOP co-chair David Thule. Groups in other states have filed similar challenges in Colorado. The case actually was recently moved to federal court. I think this is I think this is a stupid thing for them to do. And yeah, I'll tell I, you. I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. uh, every everything you do like this only emboldens his followers and increases his popularity. And, and, and they say, look at the way they continue to pick on him, and and it, he just gains he Agreed. gains support by this. The other thing that's really stupid about it is uh, he might embolden. This might embolden so many people in Minnesota to vote for him, 
And then now you've got that whole bleep show again about, well, look at all the people who voted for me. And then you'll get into the registration question and the mail-in question, and and then the country will be in limbo for another four years while you have to go to court and try and sort all this out. Depressing. Just, just don't—this is stupid. They don't want them in their club, that's for sure. And I, I can't say that I blame them. I don't want them in my club. But uh, you're going about it the wrong way, people. St. Paul Oh, wait a second. Do you think what they're doing will be effective for their cause? No, I do no. not. I just got done saying you're only emboldening, emboldening, whatever the word is, Trump followers. Yeah. And I don't see how without an actual insurrectionist kind of whatever plea, uh, not plea. Conviction. But if these, thank you, conviction, Chris, how, how any of these would ever work. So. St. Paul locals will get the chance to voice their opinion on a proposed public smoking ban in the city later on today. This proposal would include banning newly legalized marijuana smoking in city-owned public places like parks. Hemp, tobacco products, and vaping would also be banned in those spaces under the proposed order. The penalty would be a petty misdemeanor. City officials say the goal is to reduce exposure to secondhand smoke in public areas. The discussion happens during the St. Paul City Council meeting. Uh, that starts, as we record this, in about two and a half hours at 3.30 inside. So get out there and smoke them while you got them. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> City Hall. Could you smoke uh, at the fair? Yes. yes. Is there a place Only, to smoke uh, at the fair, or can you just walk around? Up. No, it's multiple Your places. Oh, you can. All right. I think officially they may have spots. But I did it's not, not smell enforced. weed at the fair. Uh, you walk right through really? a, a smoking area every day to get to us. Well, it, I didn't smell any weed. But let me. But let me clarify. You were also not there any later than what? what three o'clock. I left when I was able to. No, my point is, you were not there later than what? Three. Right, right. Because I was out there late one day, and it was everywhere. Weedville? Yeah. Reefer Madness? Yeah. I thought we had this conversation on the air, didn't we, John? Don't remember. That don't place remember. by, uh, that smoking area by Andy's, Andy's. Grill, yep. where the yeah. new restrooms are, there's a smoking area there. Yep. And I smelled weed multiple times walking yeah. through there. There's also a smoking area close to us at the end of the grandstand. Huh. Um, I guess I was and, unaware of that. And when we smelled weed, it was wafting over from that area. Oh, yeah. 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 Why don't we, uh, after that weed talk, take a short break? <laughs> I need a Wonder what? Bread and some Doritos. What Mr. Reavers has for us. How about a new bank, Rook? Would that cure your, uh, I'm going to say this so fast. I know right Mr. Now. Bilski. He's a great guy. North American Banking Company. They're here to take care of you. You know what? If you're getting tired of your big national bank while Joe is lowering and raising his hand like I am, then you know what? Make the switch. North American Banking Company is locally owned and operated. Here's why that's a big deal. If you're a small business owner and you need a loan decision quickly, well, they're here for you because that decision is made right here in the Twin Cities. It's not sent out of state and taking days upon days to get an answer. So this is going to help all of you business owners solve problems quickly and expand your business with confidence. They have six locations to serve you. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. And they get it. They realize that there is no shortage of banking options in the Twin Cities. So they do offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they have been at it since 1998. And when they first got their start, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker. 
and they know you. And while a lot has changed since 1998, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. So check them out online today, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Your kids are back in school, and when they get home, they do their homework. So why aren't you doing your homework? You have been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent who represents only one insurance company for years. You deserve better than that. Get options. Let's face it. Your insurance needs change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly change as the years go by. That is why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not just one. Outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. They will teach you how they find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only today, but each and every year. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3369 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Are we doing moon here, Chris? Yes, sir. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sujuri. Jump! Van Halen with Eddie on keyboards here. Uh, Moon Motorsports, they not only have the most exciting showroom in the region, they also have many of the models that are most exciting to the lot of us. Uh, And even more exciting, they have newly reduced prices on many used models in stock right now. The Moon Motorsports used inventory sale going on through the 23rd of September. You can save up to thousands on the used bike, ATV, or side-by-side of your dreams. And there's a lot of riding season left, so why not take advantage of it? You can see everything on the website, moonmotorsports.com. Or better yet, I always recommend this. If you're driving by on 94, swing in and check it out. The Monticello showroom is amazing. But if new is your deal, Moon also has the most exciting models with recent deep discounts. For instance, the Can-Am Maverick X3 Max. It's a side-by-side. And the Outlander XTP850. That's a wheeler. Both of them deeply reduced right now. The ultimate family adventure. It awaits you. Just pick one of these babies up. Fall riding, the best riding of the season. Low humidity, perfect temperatures, the woods, the trails, whatever. You'll be creating memories that will last forever with your friends and family. Moon Motorsports, just off 94, about 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities. And on the web, moonmotorsports.com. I got to get to a... uh funeral today to pay respects to a friend. Hmm. I went last week. I was a week early. What? So I got the date wrong. I was a week early. <laughs> you went to the church? The funeral? I the, went to the, the reception. <laughs> was he still alive? <laughs> uh, it doesn't work when I we know. do it like that, Joe. Right. But it's a true story. But earlier today, I said that, and Kenny said, "Was the guy still alive?" With, and and yeah. no, he was not. No, he was not. And and at that time, it was with perfect comedic timing and yeah. hysterical. And we all laughed heartily. Yeah. I thought we could replicate it, but no, you, you know, you just we're feuding. Yeah, we're feuding. We're feuding. We're feuding. Let's try it again. Try no, it. no, that's <laughs> not. That's <laughs> not. <laughs> 
Uh, normally, uh, I told you I had a guy show up for a kid I used to have a wedding a week early from San Diego. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he that's had to go back different. to San Diego and never did go to the wedding. It's did he get him as, a gift, though? Did he get him a gift? I don't think we got a Maybe she got a check. See, but that's not his final. Maybe no, he just you're right. Right. Maybe he just needed to get out of the house. Oh, she came with him. You know, <laughs> oh, it's oh, worse. Oh, can you imagine the game of flaws all the way home? They've since parted. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But friendly. Oops, okay. Friendly, yeah. A friendly well, party. Amicable. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is usually where we go to the national and international headlines. But Kenny sent me this story. I think it bears repeating. Uh, the chair of the Minnesota Freedom Fund. We know who they are, right? The Freedom Fund board was arrested late last month for fentanyl possession. Oh, boy. Let's not bail them out. <laughs> Good one. Police department confirmed with Alpha News that Valentina McKenzie was arrested August 31st at 78th Street East and 12th Avenue East at 1035 in the evening. Deputy Chief Kimberly Clausen said she was booked and released from our jail pending out of custody charges. Police submitted a request for charges September 1st to the Hennepin County Attorney's Office for felony fifth degree possession of a controlled substance, fentanyl and misdemeanor charges of possessing an open package of marijuana in a motor vehicle. No charges had been filed yet. As of Wednesday morning, the Hennepin County Attorney's Office did not respond to a request for comment. Uh, now, this uh, fund, if you're not familiar with it, is a nonprofit bail fund founded in 2016, gained notoriety during the protests and riots that followed the death of George Floyd when the group promised to bail out any protesters arrested. The fund took in tens of millions of dollars when it was promoted online by numerous celebrities. Is Guadalupe... A place? Yes, right? Yes. Isn't that where they saw the Virgin Mary? Yes. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Our Lady of Lourdes, Fatima. Well, I don't think Guadalupe is the same as Lourdes. No, it's different. It's an island. I I bring it up because Sergeant Guadalupe Valasquez from the Milwaukee Police Department wants us to know that the uh, Milwaukee Police Department will no longer share gender identifications because they've be- they've had some misgendering, and that's very hurtful to people. Guadalupe Island is a volcanic island that's located 241 kilometers off the western coast of Mexico's Baja California oh. pol- Peninsula. Um, I was in the Baja. Since you guys are heathens, Our Lady of Guadalupe, also known as the Virgin of Guadalupe, is a Catholic title of Mary associated with a series of five Marian apparitions to a Mexican peasant named Juan Diego and his uncle, Juan Bernardino, believed to have occurred in December of 1531. Okay, hold, please. There you go. Well, Sergeant Guadalupe Villasquez says... We don't want to make a traumatic experience for a family. That uh, sounds like a character in Zorro. Yeah. yeah. Joe, is it because of, uh, um, how do I put the, uh, because it's an exact, inexact science, or is it because of names? How do they make that mistake? Uh, it comes after instances of police misgendering victims in the transgender community. Hmm. So, so maybe the guy's driver's been... license says, my name's Bob Smith, but he's walking around town as Mary Roberta. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Far so. be it from me to ask an inelegant question. No, you've never done that before. But I have a question about Guadalupe Island. According to the 2010 census, it recorded a population of 213 people. In 2015, it was estimated to be fewer than 150 permanent residents. Yeah, they probably left for work. No, but how do you how do you repopulate? 
Well, you, you know, you got a lot of no. That's my cousin. Well, that's it's a problem. Uh, it uh, the the uh, population is declining, much to the uh, there, much to the Cliff. agreement of the uh, of the Mysterians who uh, oh, wish oh, to okay. depopulate the world. I've got a few emails on that. Hey, don't worry, it's west of the Baja. It is, and uh, they've got a, a booming sugar plantation economy. Chris, and they're having um, sex all the time. Repopulate, repopulate. Inbreeding is legal in a lot of states in the United States, but you have to be of a certain age and not able to reproduce. I I think that's not a topic I wish to discuss. Tune into the Crab and Coffee Shop for more details. Thank you. Exactly. In other news, Uh, Ukraine unleashed a barrage of 10 cruise missiles along with kamikaze drones in a massive assault on Russia's powerful Black Sea Fleet. Vladimir Putin's forces were rocked as a submarine and an assault ship were blasted during the onslaught on the Crimean port of Sevastopol. British-made Storm Shadow missiles and explosive-packed drone boats are believed to have been used in the biggest attack of its kind on the fleet. The footage showed huge plumes of smoke and flames being seen for miles around rising from the blitzed base. It's the latest blow to Putin's war effort. It was a major embarrassment for him as he sat down with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un about 5,500 miles away. At that summit, Kim offered his full support for Russia's what he called just fight and said the two reached an agreement to deepen their strategic and tactical cooperation and solidarity in a struggle to defend sovereign rights and security. A murderer who brazenly escaped from a Pennsylvania jail captured this morning in the woods by a team of tactical officers, bringing an end to the search that terrified residents as the fugitive broke into homes for food, changed his appearance and stole a van and a rifle during two weeks on the run. Danilo Souza Cavalcante nailed it. Heat signal was picked up around one in the morning from a thermal imaging plane, but storms prevented teams from continuing to track him until the morning. Pennsylvania State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens said tactical teams secured the area, later moved in with search dogs. He said they were able to move in quietly and have the element of surprise. Cavalcante, still armed with a rifle, tried to escape by crawling through thick underbrush. He continued to resist as he was taken into custody, bitten in the, on the scalp by a police dog, suffered a minor wound. No shots were fired as he was taken did, into custody. John, did you see what all of the local Twitter reaction was to this uh, this particular story this morning? I did not. The fact that this guy was wearing a Philadelphia Eagles sweatshirt. <laughs> who, the Vikings, who the Vikings play tomorrow night. Oh. Hasn't this guy watched any movies the way that... To throw dogs off the scent is find a creek. Oh, and yeah. Run, run up the creek. Yep. Well, yeah. Maybe or a creek, even. Well, that might work, but I think a creek would be more effective. Gets the job done better. Yeah. It's a creek. Floodwater swept the living away, and on Wednesday it was washing bodies back onto shores in eastern Libya. Uh, more than 5,000 people have been killed in the coastal city of Durna with thousands more still missing, likely to be added to the death uh, death toll. Broken roads, failed communication networks, legacy of years of civil conflict, and uh, have caused problems for Libya. One of the world's worst humanitarian crises, said Eli Abuanon, 
country director for Libya with the International Rescue Committee. Total of 5,300 people so far confirmed dead in the floods, but aid groups and officials have said 10,000 more people are missing, also either feared dead beneath the wreckage of homes or lying somewhere in floodwaters. Some 30,000 people from Derna alone have been displaced after their homes were washed away or ruined by the water. The water came when two dams burst on the Wadi Derna River during a storm this weekend. So it wasn't necessarily catastrophic climate change that caused this. It was the failure of two dams. Two dams, yeah, caused by catastrophic climate change, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Do we still hate Libya? How, where, where are we at with them? I've never been a big fan. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. After Gaddafi left, did we become friendly? I, I, I don't know. know. I don't no. The husband of Representative Mary Potola of Alaska died in a plane accident in Alaska this morning, according to her congressional office. The statement said we are devastated to share that Mary's husband, Eugene Potola, Buzzy to all of us who knew and loved him passed away earlier this morning following the accident. The statement did not contain any details about the circumstances. The congresswoman is returning home to Alaska to be with her family, according to a spokesperson. Boy, a lot of those Alaska guys go down in plane crashes. They use planes up there a lot. Puddle jumpers? Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Got it. Fly around. <laughs> yeah, they zip around. They go up, they go down, digging for gold. I mean, that's how it's a, Tennessee, a Tennessee man has pleaded guilty to pointing an AK-47 rifle at Little Caesars employees because his $6 pepperoni pizza was taking too long to cook. <laughs> In a plea deal, 64-year-old Charles Doty agreed to yes. cop to his dangerous... Show your thoughts on humanity right now. Samer theory. Everybody's nuts. <laughs> agreed last month to cop to his dangerous gunplay charge at a restaurant in Knoxville. He's charged with multiple felony counts, scheduled to be sent September 29th. Police say Doty became incensed after being told his pizza would take 10 minutes to make. Doty then demanded a free order of Little Caesar's Crazy Bread before briefly See, leaving the restaurant. Oh, Wait a minute. Uh-huh. This is a problem you had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had yeah. crazy bread problem. Mine was interacting with the employee. Yeah, yours was change-related, was it not? Yes. He demanded the crazy bread and then just he left the restaurant. The you thought you were getting free crazy bread. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted my crazy bread. Oh, that's what it was. So, well, you this guy, this this guy, guy made this no, guy nuts. He's supposed to get free crazy bread. He, well, and that's what this guy thinks, too. Yeah, he wanted right. crazy bread, and he just left the restaurant, but he came back carrying an AK-47. Did you do now, that? See, that was where I, I diverted a little bit. I just had a shotgun. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to go AK. But then you realized the three meat was not part of the crazy b- bread bonus. The reason you got the crazy free crazy bread because if, well if you it's went fifteen minutes, yeah, long. if you went in there and, and and it wasn't hot and ready, yeah. you get free crazy bed, bread. Yeah, I, I went in there were, with the three yeah. meat. It was yeah. not ready. They had to make it. I wanted the free crazy bread, and they didn't give it to. They me. didn't give it to me. Joe, what's the percent chance that you would know the rules of the hot and ready program with Little Caesars? Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> this is a this is classic. How uh, how is this for bad luck? He pointed the AK forty seven at a female worker who was on her first day on the job. Oh, geez. welcome to the club, <laughs> Jeez. John. That's well, just uh, well. Hang on, hang on. We're oh, not done here. Oh. One one staffer tried to leave, and Doty said, "Where the hell do you think you're going?" The staffer then came back in and went and back and dialed nine one one. 
In a bid to get Dodie to leave Little Caesars, a customer beside him who had received her order handed him her own pizza. That's how to solve this. Yep. Then, Well, then Dodie left the restaurant. Uh, police got there. Eventually, they found him, and he was charged with various And he charges. didn't kill anybody. He did not Thank kill God. anybody. All right. No. Gabe was in a certain undisclosed location last week or the week before up north, and uh, he got a chance to shoot an AK-47, really? and he said it was thrilling. Mm-hmm. Scary, but thrilling. All right. I hope he doesn't bring it to a pizza parlor. <laughs> it's not his. All it's right. not his. All right. Did he get any pizza? I don't know. Let's uh, take a timeout. Let's take a timeout, and let me tell you about Welter Heating. The Welter family has been around for over 100 years. You don't have to swelter with Welter. You you ain't going to swelter when you got Welter. And they do. The family is a wonderful family. Four generations, by the way. A hundred years of wonderful service, and that is information. You know... Of course, furnaces, air conditioning have changed over the last hundred years, so they need to be certified. They got to have their techs know what they're doing. That's exactly what they do. You can learn more about their techs, more about their heating units, cooling units, air purification systems, right on their website. Super easy. Welterheating.com. You can go ahead and schedule an appointment right there. And if you want to call them and talk to a live person, they will pick up 612-825-6867 with the cooler temperatures you're shutting down your air conditioning unit and you don't want to just let it sit around all winter talk to them how to properly put it down for the year and maybe check out the heating unit as well they'll help you out 612-825-6867 or go online welterheating.com check out their blog a couple of Q&A deals and you will be now just power that's where Welter Heating comes in, welterheating.com. Dave, a tell joke. That way we won't yeah. get in trouble. It's almost like saying, if you're yeah, a fan, with yeah. all due respect, Joe. All due respect. Truth, justice, and the suture. Marshall Tucker? Let it be. Jesus, you guys are all pathetic. Yes, it's Dylan. That wall, that woman, she gave me VD. <laughs> Hurts when I pee. Hurts when I pee. Sounds absolutely nothing like Can't You See. <laughs> nothing. Oh, God, give me the patience. <laughs> you? <laughs> Scott from Ember Grove, never afraid and always pushing back, has some thoughts about equity. Uh, he's talking about the money that the paltry sum that the uh, Walls administration paid out. Mm-hmm. Uh, more infuriating, infuriating is that the CP, who has been a longtime teacher, did not get a hero's check during the COVID debacle. Once again, our household income was above the arbitrary threshold amount set by dear leader Walls, even though she went into work the minute the district allowed her to be back in the building. Meanwhile, many of her co-workers who did get checks cowered at home until they were finally forced to show up at school. How's that for equity? Let's face it. Let's go. The meaning of equity has been bastardized much like the words justice and racist. All at the hands of the regressives who are systematically destroying every pillar of common sense, decency, and civility that once made this a great state to reside. A state that is sadly sliding down the slippery slope of destitution and despair. 
I think he's right. And then yesterday I just said, without trying to be tin hattish, are, uh, are there forces out there trying to just depopulate the world? I think there there's pockets. And Kathy writes, listening to yesterday's podcast, I found myself doing the Hansel and Gretel thing, following the breadcrumbs. Are we like Hansel and Gretel living under the mean-spirited types with ulterior motives? We live in a great country with smart, innovative people who gladly take on challenges, and we have wonderful and abundant resources to ensure people can thrive. Yet there is a movement afoot to go backwards, like blot out the sun with chalk, even though all living things need sun to survive. How about blaming cattle for warming and telling us not to eat beef, even though beef provides many necessary nutrients to survive? And then there's the push to confine and limit adventurous individuals by demonizing cars, even though cars allow individuals to get out and make money to survive. And the mother of all, global warming as an existential threat, even though many more people die worldwide from exposure to cold than exposure to heat. As usual, I could go on and on. So your question, are they trying to depopulate the world, does not sound so tin haddish. Like Hansel, like Hansel and Gretel, let's hope there are lots of smart people in the world who see through the deception and misdirection. Hopefully they'll keep a piece of bread hidden in their pocket to make breadcrumbs to follow back to reality Grateful for your pushback, Kathy. She's a certified personal trainer. Okay. That's how she signs her deal. And Scott Matura out in Montana says, well, it took a while, but I think you're catching on. Mad scientist Bill Gates, the crazy German Klaus, what's his name? Klaus somebody. Klaus von Bülow. The crazy German who name escapes me and many other world uh, worlds have openly said that the planet could do well with a 15% decrease in human population. Well, how do you control people? Food and water? Who has been rapidly pushing American far- purchasing American farmland? Bill Gates and China. Who was at the forefront of the COVID vaccine and other vaccines? Bill Gates. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Oh, I love the way he thinks. Hey, back to uh, our local Scott and his letter. Yeah. Uh, I've been reading a lot recently that how Walls is asking companies to bring back their workers. And then at the same time, state workers are still being allowed to work remotely. Mm-hmm. Are there plans in place to ever bring those state workers back? Or is this just the new trend where... They've been allowed to work at home. It's working out, and they're gonna. It's gonna stay that way. Do we know? That's a great question because the people in the city of St. Paul, uh, supposedly in charge, they're also all working from home. Right, and I'm wondering if that's just the new deal, or if it's rela- It's still. Is it still COVID related? No, I think it's the new deal. All right. Yeah. I well, think everybody should be allowed to work from home. I'm pro. We'll work from home. <laughs> Says two guys who are working from home. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from the traveling Lymans, still in Eden Prairie. Okay. Uh, they, uh, Lymans, you have to let me know, your travels aren't done, are they? Uh, I mean, is your world travel life done? I thought I remember them saying in the fall they <clears throat> typically do come back home hmm. when they join you know us who, in studio. You know who else is doing this, but on um, he's just doing it in the United States or maybe North America, Bob Davis. Bob Davis does not have a home to yeah, go to. That's right. He's just a nomad living a nomad life. It's pretty cool. In a reformed ambulance. On this day in yep. 1900. September 13th. 
the Chicago Electric Vehicle Company test drove its first car in mm. Faribault. Why does mm. Faribault come up so often? Oh, we've done time. a lot of things, Joe. We've done a lot of things. <laughs> On this day in 1930. 913. Duluth's Municipal Airport was dedicated, and a crowd of 15,000 attended the ceremony and an air show. Wow. 1930. Now you can't park your car. That airport's up on the hill there in Duluth. (laughs) And finally, on this day in 1955. You're talking about September 13th. Commercial production of taconite at the Reserve Mining Company's plant in Silver Bay began. Taconite had been developed in 1919 in Babbitt, but large-scale production was not started until Edward W. Davis had perfected a method to process it, and the richer parts of the iron ranges had been mined out. And then that iron, that taconite, would get on a laker, go across the lake to Detroit, Mm -hmm. and then the taconite would go in one end of the building, and a Ford came out the other end. Pretty crazy, huh? Wasn't that something? Babbitt, Minnesota. That's right, Named after one Charles Babbitt. I, I didn't care about that. No, that's wasn't that the that was the kid in your locker room, right? That had uh, no shame. Uh, no, Charles that Babbitt? was Charles Barr. Barr. Uh, this guy was uh, Charlie Babbitt, swinging Charles Barr, so to speak. Billy oh, Babbitt. You guys remember Charlie, Billy Babbitt? Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Babbitt. Definitely, Billy, definitely Charlie Babbitt. Was that his definitely. name in the movie? Good yes. driver. Yes, yeah. uh, Charles Babbitt. Barr. What, like we I said, we don't want to know about him. Walked with confidence. He did. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? No, we all didn't. We all didn't. The freshman year, we were all cowering in our lockers, trying to hide what we didn't even have to hide because we didn't have it. Uh, Not like Charlie Babbitt. No, it was like, he went like this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Park the red seat. <laughs> Thank you very it's time much. for Charlie. Uh, hey, don't forget about the Garage Logic 30th anniversary online store. If you didn't get a chance to get your wearables at the Minnesota State Fair, well, then you're in luck because uh, all of it is available to you at garagelogic.com. Just search the keyword shop. 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 Uh, let's see YouTube. Let's give a plug for YouTube subscriptions on Garage Logic. Go to YouTube, find Garage Logic, subscribe. It's free. Town Council's not free, but we're basically giving it away. Ten bucks a month or $100 a year. You get great insight like they did today. Right after his uh, uh, Mueller mortuary spot, nailed it. Five to seven minutes of (laughs) prime time show that the council members heard. So subscribe to that. Go to garagelogic.com.